Moses Black, welcome back inside the Crazy Ant Farm, man. How are you? Man, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're I'm fantastic, man. <laughs> Uh, you good, might man. have missed your calling, my man. That might be where you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I did, man. Ooh, yeah. Stephen Amell is calling right now for season three of Heels, bro. <laughs> 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 oh, man, we are so super excited uh, to have you back on the show, man. You're always so much fun to talk to, you, and uh, it's been a while. You've been a busy guy, man. You did. I mean, what? You had the five days of Memorial and you people and you just all kinds of fun stuff going on while uh, in the in the gap before we talk to you right yeah man yeah uh yeah i was traveling at i was going back and forth between new orleans and toronto for a while mm. yeah which was toronto was still in part of the pandemic uh but they, they didn't they didn't act like it you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was like is this a pandemic up here or is this just toronto right you know <laughs> yeah uh, they weren't acting like it, man. But it was it was fun to go to Toronto, man. And uh, the first time I went, it was it was warm. Mm. We went back to shoot, man. I think like August or something, and it was chilly. And I was like, wow, well, like how long does your you know summers last? And they're right? like, uh, four weeks. <laughs> like damn there and gone and just a matter of seconds man yeah. that sucks yeah. matter of seconds, man, no doubt yeah we're in new orleans it's 40 weeks it's like damn near the whole year yeah <laughs> yeah big difference yeah, yeah. <laughs> why don't you come down here and enjoy some of this humidity that's right yeah, you know, I'm like, nah. <laughs> that's right but yeah. i mean i wouldn't be surprised if you started getting more work in new orleans because i mean you saw that anthony mackie's about to open up a studio down there about to do a whole bunch of things and I feel like, especially if you go on the uh, commission's website, Disney Plus is shooting a yeah. lot of stuff there right now too. I just saw they did like the National Treasure series and yep. a couple of other things. Okay. So I mean, it is cool to see like New Orleans is getting back into the game because so for so long right. Atlanta right. kind of took that space from them. Over. But it's cool to like yeah. have those uh, that availability for those actors to try to travel back and forth from those two hubs. So that's nice. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a there's a slight problem with production right now. Uh, it's called a strike is coming. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you know everybody's backing off the gas a little bit. You know, uh, this is probably the slowest three months. I do voiceovers too, so it's that completely slow. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's in terms of in front of the camera, I've I've never been this slow before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Except coming out of the pandemic. You know, so it's yeah, an but, excellent yeah. point, though, because it's, you know, it's affecting both film and, and television side. People are nervous. You don't want right. to spend money if you don't know somebody's going to be there. Right. You know, I mean, you know, and get the stuff done. And uh, so I mean, right. it makes sense. And, and, you know, it makes a lot of business sense for them. Unfortunately, for the people in front of the camera, it. Not so good, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to go these stretches. So um. yeah, it's very interesting because we uh, we read a statistic the other day, or like a week or two ago, that was like pre-pandemic. It was around like 150, 200 new shows that come out every single year, but now it's like skyrocketed. Yeah. We're like at 600 shows or something like that per year because of all the streaming services and everybody is just trying to stay relevant. And what the crazy thing is, it's all good content, but at the same time, there's just so much happening to where as a consumer, you feel like you can't watch all of it. And as a writer, you don't feel like you're necessarily focusing on, you know, multiple different projects like you were able to before. Um, so it's very interesting going from that like 21 to 24 season arc to like 10 episodes. 
episodes. So yeah, that I feel like that compensation yeah. needs to be there. It's very interesting. Yeah, you know, especially you know, I did a when, last time we talked, I had done a show in Mexico mm-hmm. for uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, you know, great. You gave me all this this money for a month, but I you get to use my you know likeness for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm, right. I, you know, I got a problem with that. I, you know, I turned ninety and I turned on the TV and it's still like the forties me. Yeah, right? you know, yeah. I just like. <laughs> that's right that's right and and, uh, you know with everything right we talk about it all the time you know there's always a good side and a bad side to any new innovation right any new progress cgi is great it it does a lot of really wonderful stuff but when you can take somebody and use their image forever and not pay them that's not a good thing and and, and unfortunately it seems that that's the direction a lot of these studios are headed like hey we need you to step in the semi and we're going to take all these pictures of you from eight thousand in different ways and we're going to just put you in wherever we want to and yeah. Uh, yeah it's just kind of i don't know man it's a it's a difficult it's great if you're if you're not feeling so good you're, you're a little hobbled and you're like can you touch me up right there perfect right, right, right. <laughs> you know? but but yeah, yeah i don't want to see myself you. exactly but i don't want to see right, myself yeah. 20 years from now touched up like i want to just right. be me so yeah man it, it, it's just it's crazy but uh but look you like you said though you you you're doing voiceover and you know you got to find a way right the the industry is constantly evolving it's constantly changing not always for the good and you got to adapt i mean if you're going to stay in this industry and you're going to do what you do you got to learn to adapt you got to find ways to work you got to find what you do and uh i always think that you know the people that are innovative and roll with it and figure it out you know they they're going to survive and and like you yeah. said you you're surviving man you you're doing what you got to do and yeah. uh so uh, you know i commend you on that cuz a lot of people would take that as I can't do this anymore. I'm just it's too long a stretch. It's going in a way I don't like it. I'm just going back out and hit the road. And and you know that's unfortunate that that a lot of good talent is probably doing that. But you yeah. know we need people like yourself that that find a way to stay in there because we need people like you in it. So yeah. I mean it, it's it's amazing, man. It, you know when I first started off, it was just about getting one role, mm-hmm. right? And you were like, yeah, I got one. (laughs) There was, you know, hardly any like future thought to it. And now the one role or the 100 roles that I did don't matter anymore. Mm, Yep. Right. That's it. You got to constantly be sort of like what you said, uh, evolving to the next, you know, verticality you know i i did a uh and i do a lot of adr so but i did an adr for uh fast x Hmm. the the one that's coming out Mm -hmm. fast and furious and it's almost just like being in a movie really right yeah same thing you know except you know i spend 30 minutes and and, you know and and get uh, some dollars and then they spent two or three months and make a whole bunch of dollars (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's right but you know yeah it's a it's an excellent point though, right? Like like if you have to go these stretches where you're not in front of the camera, but you can still do what you like to do and still make pay the rent, then yeah. that's important, right? Like hey, I might only be getting a little bit of dollars, but I'm paying my rent. I'm doing what right. I like to do, and I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna find that gap in between these stretches of of in front of the camera stuff. And I mean that's you know gotta do what you gotta yeah. do. Gotta do what you gotta do, man. I want to be like Andre three thousand, just play the flute in the street of Atlanta. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> exactly. And every time he like appears from to the public eye, everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, look what he's wearing! Look what he's doing!" Yeah. Like all this different yeah. stuff. It's always so funny how the internet reacts when he actually pops back up, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Well, well, to prepare for the interview, you know, I went and did some research and was like, "All right, what's James been up to? Like, let's see what's uh, what's been going on." And I saw you did an interview recently. I think about a year ago, and you were talking a little bit about mental health and yeah. mental health has become like a big thing for us as well we even started a whole different podcast about it um so during you know the pandemic that's when everybody kind of felt the effects of everything right they were mm-hmm. dealing with being isolated from everybody or they were dealing with you know not being able <coughs> to uh you know just that touch that human touch that i feel like we all need for that that positive reinforcement to keep going so was mental health a big thing for you before the pandemic or did it kind of just enhance everything during the pandemic or talk a little bit about that? You know, I think one of the, uh, one of the scenarios or uh, examples that I brought out was mental health was like before the pandemic, it was just sort of the bubbling under the surface. Right. Right. It, right. You know, that's just a bubble. Exactly. You know? It's going to go away. But when the pandemic hit, all those bubbles became deadly gases. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, my thing with mental health began, I don't know, man, I think the first funeral I went to as a kid and I, I was just crying. And I didn't know why I was crying. And, you know, people didn't talk to me about it. You mm, know? Yeah. It was these issues and, and I carried it forward almost to the point that I don't go to funerals. Wow. But, you know, um, the biggest thing for me has always been to talk about it. Mm, Whatever right. it is, you got to talk about it. And you also have to have, I mean, to me, you, you, sometimes you just can't talk to anybody because we're not all equipped to be psychiatrists or psychologists. Yeah, we're not equipped for that. That's right. But the point is to have a person who will just listen sometimes. You know, I, I would have... You know, when Twitch did that to himself, I, I I was like, did he have anybody to talk to? You know, because I'm really particular about who I talk to, right? Mm-hmm. I Especially when I have some concerns about things. Because some people, will, you'll call them up and they'll railroad you, giving you their opinion. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's not that you want their opinion. You just want to say, man listen to this this is crazy yep and not that you, you want them to be agreeable but just to listen so to, to me mental health is you know before it got this name was was huge in my life you mm-hmm. know and i think that's probably why it brought me to the stage of entertainment uh is because sometimes you know you just got to say what it is right yeah you got to say what it is and you can't use words that you're not used to using uh, you got to say what comes off your chest, off your heart, you know, and it's not, I'm not talking about deplorable things. I'm not talking about things that cause other people pain and anything like that. I'm talking about your own wellness. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can't, if you can't, it's not meant, we don't put, some people try to put their wellness into layman's terms, mm-hmm. right? Something that someone can understand, basically. Right. can't do that. You got to just say what it is instead of trying to think about how to say what it is. That's right. That's right. You know, you bring up good points, though, like, right, because, 
it's it's a different time and 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 much like yourself you were talking about i had the same issue when i was young funerals and crying my eyes out and everything and back then it was a it was a man up why are you crying? Get past yeah. it. Move yeah. on. Right? Don't open up and talk about it. Don't ask why you're crying or feeling this way. Just man up and move on. And right. and and then like you said, you end up carrying that forward and and not getting away from that. And sometimes all it takes like you said is someone just to listen to you so that you know you are seen. You don't want them to say anything back to you. You don't want their opinions. You don't want their advice. You just need to know that someone sees you. And I think that's the difference, right? Like that sometimes that's a difference between what we saw tragically with with Twitch and and the people that get past it and get the help is that they see that somebody saw them. Right, right. And and I, I think a lot of times, man, for me, you know, I've had a couple suicides in the past couple of years, but... You know, I think the main thing that I felt guilty about, uh, and 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 I, I went I went through some counseling. I felt guilty about not being able to help, mm. but I wasn't equipped to help. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. The, and 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 one of the things that this counselor told me, she said, you know, they were going to do what they were going to do regardless of you. Exactly. Regardless of what you said, and and I and I, you know, it helped me out. It helped me out a lot. But it's uh, we're not equipped. We think we're equipped. When someone says, you know, I'm about to take my life, I'm, I'm out of here. And you go, get out of here, man. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Right. That's not what you, you're really supposed to say. But yeah, exactly. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Say it because it's disbelief. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, man. You know? Yeah. You? It's, it's a difficult thing. It really is yeah. because, I mean, like like yourself, we have also experienced some of those uh, cases in our lifetime, especially during the pandemic and a little bit after the pandemic. So there's all these different things to where these people feel like, you know, they're in the shadows and nobody sees them. But, yeah, just having that conversation might help or, I mean, it might not. I mean – it's all everything's reactionary and it's all about what they do and everybody's their own person so it's all about continuing moving forward with your own life and trying to build yourself up in a sense of you know let me tell my story in the off chance that it might help somebody else you know um so i think that's really what we've done with the podcast too is it's not about what you should do or what you shouldn't do this is just what we've been through and how you know possibly somebody can connect to that and feel like they're not alone um, yeah. So it's that type of thing. And then my reference now, if I run into it, is like, man, you know, I it's it's always good to have an empathetic soul, you mm, know, yeah. and to say, you know, I, I man, I went because here's the thing, man. Suicide is very uh, let me get this word right. Uh, uh, when something is. Uh, oh, God. Um if it's oh got it so suicide is super contagious mm, yes it's, it's super contagious because when it happens it spreads this guilt and then you start thinking about why did they do it and then you start thinking about the circumstances why they did it and not that i'm saying that i would do it but i start thinking like them mm, right yeah why did you do it why why couldn't they stop them so i'm 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 starting to think and i think that a lot of people don't realize how contagious uh, uh suicide is because it is it's because it makes you think of what they thought of that's right that's right and yeah. 
that's that's yeah. an excellent point. You know, you don't realize everybody thinks about the person that did it, but not the people that it affected and what it's done to them or what it continues to do to them. That's an excellent point. And yeah. uh, thank you for talking about this, you, you, you know, because I feel like sometimes that that is what's needed. Like you said, there was a stigma attached before. It was a bubble. Nobody wanted to touch it. Now that people at least feel comfortable enough to put it out there and talk about it a little bit, that helps. And if we can right. do that with our platform, that's awesome. So, um, but I, let, let's transition. Let's kind of bring this back a little bit because, you know, let's, let's talk about a guy with isolation and some issues, right? <laughs> oh, 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 Count Dracula there. You know? yeah, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. new project you got coming out, of course, is, is Renfield. And, and this is an interesting take, right? It I is. mean, it's a comedic take on, on this legendary right. horror guy, right? But you, we're coming at it from his assistant, like, you don't understand. I've just got to get out of here after all this time, right? I I, yes. I think it's a really good approach because there's been some hit and misses with Dracula over the over the past few years, and I think mm-hmm. this is a such a unique take on it that I think this spin is going to work, and I think it's going to work really well. Um, talk about your character because uh, I guess from what from everything that we're hearing, we don't want to throw out any kind of spoilers or whatever, but. Uh, He's basically decided that he's uh, had enough, and he's kind of fallen in love with a with a cop in New Orleans, and he's like, "This uh-huh. is my out." Uh, but obviously, right, right, right. not going to go so well with Dracula. So, yeah. and you play a captain in the NOPD, and, and right. I'm assuming that's going to cause some friction because his, his the love of his life is now a cop. Uh, right. so, <laughs> so, so my take is this, man. After 900 years of killing people. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Right. I want to be in love with somebody. Right? <laughs> Kill him and give him the you. I kind of want to love somebody. And that is the theme of the movie. I'm tired of killing. <laughs> I want to love now. Right? There you go. So for me, I play this cat. This is a notorious family in, uh, in Louisiana, New Orleans specifically. And they're all tang on. So I'm like sort of the uh, handyman for this family. Right? Ah, okay. I clean up their dirt, you know. I kind of counsel their crazy son, Ben Swartz. <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and, then it go, and then it just goes awry, man. And, uh-huh. just, and somebody asked me, says, so what did you have to balance? I said, first of all, <clears throat> I had to balance reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? This here's a Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> Dracula. Okay. Now, now we're gonna put him in a non-fictional city, New Orleans, and I'm gonna be this authoritarian person who happens to know Redfield. And who is happening to be, he has to be funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, all right, well. I'm gonna go ahead and pass on this movie, man. Y'all can handle that, man. Right. So that was the balance: is bringing all these three things or four things together, and still sticking to the point that <clears throat> Dracula exists in 2023 or right. 2020. So, uh, but you know, they they put us. You know, my the team was the uh, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Holt, Aquafina, Ben Schwartz, Shorey. Uh, Martinez and uh, uh, and uh, Adrian Martinez and myself. So it was like a cast of characters, man. You right. Know? And once you put a bunch of improv and people around each other, watch out. It's going to come out crazy. Oh, you know? for sure. 
For it sure. Came out, it came out crazy. But, you know, the, the movie seems to be, and it took, takes me back to, you remember the, the old clips where people were at the movie theaters and it was a scary movie and everybody would go, <gasps> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what Renfield reminds me of. Oh, that's <laughs> that, fantastic. You know, yeah. that old throwback sort of uh, horror movie. But it's funny. Yeah, and and that's the unique twist on it, right? It's an old throwback horror movie that's going to give you jump scares, and you're going to be like, oh. right. but it's funny, and and that that's, right. I have to imagine what you just said though. I have to imagine that a set with Aquafina and and Nicolas Cage and and just like these people, how do you even get through that without busting up every single time? I feel like that had to be the hardest thing. Had to have been probably just keeping a straight face trying to get straight through a face. scene, right? Like. Great face. That was the hardest <laughs> thing. And especially when, like, Ben Schwartz is a funny improv dude, man. Sure. I don't, I, I don't know if you know this cat, but this cat is funny. So some of the stuff that he was doing, I was just trying, I was just like, please don't laugh, James. Just don't, <laughs> don't be the one that laughs first, James. And then so it's my turn. And then I know I saw Aquafina break up a couple times. And and I saw Schwartz over there trying to hold it together. So it's this, this you you have to pass the laugh, you know, like sure. okay, you know, you, okay, you made me laugh. Watch this, <laughs> <laughs> and then it, you know it was like, but it was it's fun, man. It was fun. I had fun. So so were you guys able to do you think did a lot of that make it into the film? I'm hoping. I hope that they like some of the stuff that you ad libbed or some of that stuff that just kind of went off the rails a little bit. Did it make it in? Listen, if Ben Schwartz, some of the stuff he did made it in the film, I, I don't know what y'all going to call this film. Uh, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? You do. Uh, I don't know what you going to call this film uh, and some of the stuff uh, he all did. All right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, We're going to need a copy of the outtakes, James. Right. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's so funny. I, I, it, man, I, I know this did make it into the scene, probably for some other reasons. But so there was an arrest in the station. Swartz is going crazy, going through, and he grabs this girl like he. Oh, he's, I'm going to do this girl, and I said, "That's a man." Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. a explosion, bro! Oh my god! <laughs> And, the, and, and it was so funny, man. Everybody was trying to hold it together. And then they said, okay, cut. And the girl said, I'm not a man. I was like, I know. I'm just, you know. <laughs> you know. He's just trying to, just trying to add a yeah. little bit of something. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. That is so. hilarious. And what we've been doing yeah. on the show, and I feel like this was a really fun set. Something had to have happened. What we've been doing on the show is, you know, is there like an embarrassing story by you or anybody else on set that happened while you were there and in the middle of it that y'all can talk about now and just kind of sit back and laugh about. Um, yeah, no, man, no, everybody had their own idiosyncrasies, you know? <laughs> so that was weird in itself. In itself, right, yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the crazy thing is that we filmed during Mardi Gras. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, which was, you know, not cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they were we're on the we're in the van or whatever coming back and and they had a police shortage also. Oh, so I they can had imagine. To change the routes. And they're like, I'm I'm, you know, maybe two blocks, three blocks from the hotel. 
during Mardi Gras, which is pretty much from here to Calabasas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> during Mardi Gras. Especially yeah. Oh, there, yeah. yeah. You ain't going nowhere. No. And like, we can't get any closer, James. Can, do, do you want to get out? I'm like, what? Oh, no, I do not. Yeah. I want to get out, man. You know, no, I don't want to. Take me back to base camp, man. I'll spend the night over there, man. Right? It was, uh, it was just Mardi Gras. Like, the timing of it was crazy, man. Because Mardi Gras was, again, seven like, was seven days in a row or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. And it was every every day. We're like, okay, well, well, we're not going to shoot today because we got the whatever the the the, the you know the, the things coming past, yeah. right? And and uh, so for me, it was kind of like a mini uh, horror vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it's funny that that you bring all that up because that's a that's a good set because I feel like the city of New Orleans itself is a character. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you know, that the, the culture there, the people there, that in itself is a character in the film that you've got to and like you said, have to try to deal with whether it's right. a part of the film or not. Right. Sometimes right. I feel like the, the culture and the people and, and all the great things about New Orleans. But then there's the flip side of that going, oh, that's yeah. a whole lot of New Orleans. Yeah. And if you're not prepared right. for that. Right. You're like, this is just so out of my league right. here that I can't deal with this. And and even more so during New, uh, Mardi Gras. I mean, that that's a beast in itself. And I can't even yes. imagine trying to you see it all the time in movies and TV where they recreate Mardi Gras. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, that's not how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how it actually is. And like, yeah, that's some good when you stuff. Re- when you recreate Mardi Gras, somebody dies. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's right. That's exactly, exactly right. Oh it's my too goodness. much liquor, too much gowns, and too many beads. Oh my goodness. It's crazy too because I don't know if you know, I don't know if we told you, but we are originally from down in that area. So we experience Mardi Gras a lot. Oh yeah. And like the cleanup alone on that thing, it takes about a month or two just to get all yeah. the beads out of the trees, out of the balconies, out of the right. streets and the gutters. Street. It is absolutely wild. But man, yeah. if you remember it just a tiny bit i'm sure that you'll have some stories that's for sure (laughs) i I totally remember it i totally remember it yeah Yeah, uh, i mean well it sounds like though you you know it was a mixed bag while shooting and everything but I, i i honestly think though like we said the premise of this film and the cast that you guys were able to pull together and the whole thing i think this is going to do really well i think this is a kind of film where we all kind of need it right now there's so much other shit going on that a good laugh Good, just get, getting away a little bit and having a good laugh, I think, is going to be a really good thing. Yeah, and I, like I said, I don't usually do. I mean, I love comedy. It's comedy is one of my things that I thrive at. Uh, but the opportunity to do it without it being slapstick right. is the thing that I try to avoid. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get any. But smart comedy, I'm with. Man. That's there right. You go. That's right. I'm with smart and I, I do it really well. So maybe this will catapult me into, Oh, I didn't know James. Cause I hear this all the time. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know. I didn't know James does did comedy. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just sit back and watch. Just sit back and yeah. watch. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you are a little bit of an imposing man. So, I mean, uh, you know, I- <laughs> Hey man, but you know, imagine imposing and funny at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, you gotta, you gotta know that people aren't always what they, you can't judge it just by the cover like this man is yeah, funny man. as shit like you know uh, I'm, I'm a funny dude especially when i go from serious to like i'm just joking like if i go like 
<laughs> we we thought you did that just a minute ago because we were like, wow, is he is he is is he still for a reason? Or like, what's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so oh. funny. Well, listen, man, thank you so much for coming on and getting a little crazy Thanks with for having us. Me we again, appreciate man. you always. And uh, have a fabulous year. Let me know what you think of the movie. I'll come back on and do one, you know? Hell yeah, course, man, for sure. Course. Anytime, anytime. We'll be in uh, contact. And you just okay. have a great rest of your day, man. Both of you. See ya. All right. All right Take man. care, man. Bye. See ya. All right, just another fun interview with a return guest, and man, this guy is so easy to talk to always. Always. Every time he comes on, he's really fun. We have such a great time with him. He just, he gets it. He yeah. get he gets, and I'm so glad because right we don't you don't necessarily think of James Moses Black as comic right yeah you also don't think hey we're gonna dive deep into some mental health and talk yeah, about suicide deep, and stuff man. like that and it got a little deep there yeah. and so I, I just love guests who have range and who are you can tell they're just people and we all go through some stuff and we all can have good times but we all got some other times and we gotta and it's it's good to have conversations like that oh most definitely and what he was saying there at the end you know him being such a you know a vast difference between comedy and uh, drama if you go back to this is us when he was playing that reverend i mean all the scenes that he was he was in they will make you cry so <laughs> he is really good at being very versatile so it's awesome to see it's awesome to know him and awesome to you know just keep bringing these guests back on because they're doing some great projects oh absolutely, absolutely. Thank, thank you again james moses black for coming on the show 